Hello, Ollie. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Sustainable 158. Welcome yourself, all to Sustainable 158, my lovely Seraphim. How Ooh. are you? Ooh, I've come over all bashful. Uh, I'm very well, thank bashful. you. <laughs> <laughs> I remember someone told me the joke, what do you do if you come across a lion? Uh, when I was about 12 and it just took me a very, very, <laughs> yeah, very long time to understand why why but often say sorry was the correct answer. Yes, all right, I'll shut up talking about that. That's horrible. Welcome to Sustainable. We are your friendly weekly environment podcast all about people and the planet and why, despite everything being a bit underwater, we can still have a chuckle about it every now and then. Yes? Yes. Uh, what are we going to be talking about this week, Cole? Well, Dave, we're going to be talking about how... Well, everything is underwater. There's been terrible flooding uh, in Blighty, up in Yorkshire particularly, uh, and also in Venice. We're going to talk about all of that. Uh, but, but, you know, Boris Johnson got there in the end, but he was left red-faced when the people of Yorkshire told him, well, what people of Yorkshire always told people, bugger off. Uh, sling the York. Uh, uh, so we're talking about that, red-faced. We are also going to be talking about that there, manifestos. Now, look, we, we did a manifestos episode when we were very young, but we're, and we've done another one since. We're going to do another one, a third. And to be honest, some of these manifestos, well, they blew me away. Mikey Moses. They blew me away, red-faced blew me away. Right. We are going to touch on that beautiful, just era-defining, musically genius band that is Coldplay, uh, and how a silver lining of climate change, we might not see as much of them as we used to. Uh, but they've got a song which I've always liked called Yellow, so you know I'm sure right. we'll, we'll touch on that. And finally, we are going to talk about I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, that Aussie weird jungle thing where people go all green as they have to eat terribly alive insects. So we're going to talk about that. Did you see what I did there with the theme? I did. Oh, you were talking... S- sophisticated, wasn't it? Yes, talking about colours. Very good. <laughs> well, you know, but colours in the context of an election. Well, at least it's not poo this time. Um, <laughs> just the usual disclaimer before any of that. We do work for environmental charities, don't we? Are? Yes. Yes, but if you have any beef with anything that we say, uh, do take it up with me and all. Do not tune into that part of the spectrum that connects you to our employers. Very but take nice. it up with us directly. Things that make you go, Jesus, shit it, oh God. So, things that make you go, oh, oh, it's happening, it's really happening. Uh, This week, kind of quite close to home one in the sense of in Blighty, uh, there have been floods, been really, really, really severe bad floods uh, that have knackered a lot of people's homes, livelihoods and all the rest of it. It's fair to say that until you actually come to Fish Lake and see the flooding for yourself, you just can't really appreciate how bad it is. And uh, of course there's concern for the people who still are refusing to leave their homes. So the fire service are now going around knocking on doors just checking to make sure everybody is safe and well. It rained and it flooded and it rained some more 
It flooded some more. Yeah. Not a barrel of monkeys. It's not a joke. Don't look no. at me. You're looking at me as I'm going to make a quip, but I am too sensitive for that. So oh. I'm not going to. Right. Well, now you've made it a bit. Well, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but no, look, Siri, horrible business. Horrible business flooding. Oh. Have, you ever, have you ever been flooded or anyone in your family been flooded or anything? Uh, not through this mechanism, though. Like burst pipe then? Or yeah, burst, right. pipe, burst pipe. But I imagine, I mean, okay, different thing, but I'd imagine... Have, any... You, had any, have you had any recent experiences with large uh, flooding liquids in your general direction or? Uh, yes, but they weren't clear <laughs> uh, or as watery as I'd like. Baby they, related. They were, they were small human related, yes. Yeah. Uh, but no, it's, I've never, I'm touch wood, I've never been flooded, uh, but it looks absolutely miserable. The, the idea that just like... Oh. Dank. You're, yeah, but like your entire house and everything up to a couple of feet or whatever is just is just ruined and soaked and gross. Because it's not like a kind of it's not like swimming pool water coming in and everything basically gets a nice little wash and then it goes away again, is it? It's it's mud and sewage and dirt and horrid and oh, it just looks miserable. Have we got to the point yet? with things like floods and wildfires, you know, but let's talk about floods, where we can say a thing that a lot of people have been saying, which is that's climate change, that is. Can we do that now? Because I remember back when, you know... Does it matter? Well, yes, actually, I think it does. Because I remember, like, I don't know, 10 years ago or something, people banging on about this and saying, no, I'll see, look, sun's come out, climate change, right? And then loads of other climate scientists going, no, that's just sun, it's fine. (laughs) It doesn't follow that just... There are are and always have been and always will be floods. It doesn't follow that is climate change. Are we at the... Is this climate change what is going on now? Uh, Well, some scientists are getting more... Uh, sort of direct about that and they've got they've got some whizzy new model which means that they can actually be a bit more um, specific about specific weather events and I mean what we go back and listen to episode whatever it was with the beavers uh what well, was that 155 Chris was saying that the the rainfall they experience is is literally like bigger water droplets more intense it's more is like tropical rain and and all of that stuff it is noticeably different now so I think yeah we probably can well it's astonishing John the weather we've seen over the past two months storm after storm slamming into our shores and of course yesterday the Met Office said that all the evidence points to climate change playing a huge role in this and uh, it First just time they've said that it is and it could just be the case there, there are lots of reasons why stuff floods right it's not just because there's loads of rain it's because of the way that uh, the uplands are managed so again go back and listen to episode beavers 155 are there nice beavers slowing the water flow or is it just um, dredged and fast flowing uh, are there things built on the floodplains that shouldn't be all the rest of it is it filled with concrete to get everything out of there quickly so there are lots of different reasons why floods might happen yes but i think yes we can say floods are climate change like that's one of the main ways that it's gonna play out in this country what we do know for sure is that the science says climate change will lead to this sort of thing yeah that's what we know yeah. so just as in the same way as you can't say an individual wildfire is down to climate change. You can say, look, when it comes to flooding, the science is clear. Warm air holds more moisture in it. Yep. That's the in science. It. In it. In what it. I read, what I didn't know. Yeah. I read that. Yeah. I, without looking, I know that for every one degree of warming, the atmosphere is capable of holding about 7% oh. more moisture. Oh, did you know that before I put it in the document? No. Oh, right. You just actually read it for a change. I read the document, but not 
as I was speaking. Like, oh. I read the document before we recorded this episode and, um, and five, retained it. Five years ago, your uh, IPCC, go back and listen to episode uh, 126, more on the IPCC, oh, your, your big global international climate massive shindig people. Five years ago, they were saying more climate change equals more rainfall, right? Uh, it's, it's a thing. Like, hot air makes stuff wet. Science. <laughs> We don't need Big Dave. No. Like, we've been playing ourselves down, doing ourselves a disservice by um, uh, courting his services. I'm going to have to science the shit out of this. And I guess it's important because it seems to me that you still get a lot of the sort of, core blimey, that's taken us by surprise, once-in-a-lifetime event, you know, get the army out, mm. send politicians round in high-vis. Awful but, lot you know, of once-in-a-lifetime events going on. All. Well, exactly. And, uh, and it's... I know that people want to feel like this is not going to happen again and it's just a question of kind of getting through this and recovering and you'll get back to your lovely life that you had in town X pre-flooding. But isn't it more responsible for people to go, no, this is going to happen more often, let's plan for it, let's understand how we're going to cope with it um, and obviously let's try and do everything we can to cut emissions so that it doesn't happen as much as it could. But I would rather see that as a narrative play out a bit more, you know, less of the kind of, whoa, unbelievable, more of the, yep, yep, yeah, this is, yep, this is exactly what's going to happen. That's the thing, Noel. You have hit the nail on the noggin, <laughs> the old chum. Uh, because that, we, I've always found it kind of amazing the way that we deal with the natural world. We've got a chat coming up next week. It was a bit more, hang on for a proper discussion about this in our, in our next week episode interview. But we, we're so kind of detached from nature that we do honestly think that we build a house... And we put it on some ground, so it works, right? And we think generally, that, apart generally, from those kind of floating houses, yeah. Well, yeah, and we kind of think, well, that's it. Nothing. If anything happens to that, it's an outrage. I demand compensation. I'm safe as a house in my house, right? And we kind of think that, like, if nature comes along and goes, you know how you're really pissing me off, humans? <laughs> what with filling me knackers full of moisture. <laughs> have some of this, right? And we kind of feel like we want to think that that is an act of God, for want of a better word, right? But I mean... Extraordinary bad luck. And if you build your house on a floodplain, that's going to happen. And yeah. it's going to happen more and more. So you're right, basically. Nature has decided, not decided, nature does flooding, okay? That's one of the ways in which land becomes fertile. All of the interesting gubbins from rivers spills over the banks, goes onto the uh, fields either side or the the ground either side, deposits useful gubbins, uh, land becomes fertile, la la la. What also it means is that the water doesn't go downstream and just knock out all of your people. And what you don't do is build houses on it. What you don't do is build houses on it, but of course we do build houses on it because it's probably cheap, Um, there's no other houses there, uh, and all of that stuff. And it's just, it's like we've got to do less of that, Uh, even though I know we need loads of houses, but come on. Yeah, and... I want to ask you a question, Ol. Uh, okay. thank, thank you to the Landmark Information Group for this. Some shit we got sent, which actually wasn't banal, like most of it. No, thank I mean, they were asking us to, I think, 
get them on the podcast. But yeah, we, we said, no, we're, we're not doing that. But, <laughs> but Landmark Information Group emailed us and they said, here's some statistics about flooding. And I thought this was genuinely amazing, right? So uh, according to this, there's no one giving you a quiz because you can literally see it. Uh, 62% of people, so like getting on for two thirds of people, never check, have never checked, have no idea if the house that they live in is, is in a flood risk area. Including? Oh. Right. I've never checked. I mean, I would be surprised. I'm on top of a very small hill, but a yes. hill nonetheless. Yeah, I never checked, so I never checked when surprised. I lived in the People's Republic of North Somerset because I was on top of a hill. But a lot of people aren't on top of hills. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just think that's... I don't know why I think that's surprising. I'll th- I tell you why I think it's surprising, because it goes to show that we don't think about flooding as a thing that is likely to happen. We just no. think of it as a, if that happens, it's an outrage and we need to get upset about it, which once obviously in, is. Once in a lifetime event. Right. Lightning don't strike twice. But the same survey said, uh, whose responsibility is it to protect you against flooding? And what I thought was really interesting is that like, only a third of people said the government. Yeah, why? Because usually yeah. people think the government are responsible for everything. Is there is there anything in particular that you'd like us to do to Oh thank help? you. No? No. You've got everything you need there. Right. Boris, yeah. Boris Johnson, you know, a friend of the babble. Uh, <laughs> Boris Johnson, well, he's, you know, it's the son, son of friend of, friend of, friend of the babble, babble Stanley yeah. Johnson. Uh, he got his galoshes on, didn't he? And he went down and splished about, uh, you know, there's an election on. We'll yes, I don't know if it. you've heard, yeah. Um, and so he clearly, you know, thinks that people think the government should do something about it, but I've got hiccups. Say something. What did you say there? I've got hiccups. Oh, I thought you said something exceptionally rude. <laughs> what did you think I, I thought said? you said, they're a bunch of... Cunt. Language to my Politicians turn up and yes. look concerned and mm. wring their hands. Or in the case of Boris Johnson, politicians turn up quite a long time after the flooding has started and then go and sort of waft them up around, not in someone's home, but as my boss pointed out, which I didn't notice until the other day, in Specsavers. Which is owned by a billionaire, which probably isn't the place you need to go and, like, your local branch of Specsavers. Now, sure, it's not nice for the people who manage that shop and work in that shop, but... Specsavers make you get very vocals you don't need. Wow. Specsavers deserve flooding. Well, (laughs) hot take. Hot take. From Dave. Yeah. Specsavers, you got what's coming to you. (laughs) Short-sighted. Yeah, but I'm brilliant on close objects. Yeah? The optician said I was the best she'd ever seen on close objects. Oh, well, that's good. And, um... Are you going to be getting um, little wipers? Oh, just get out! Why don't you just get out? Venice! Sorry? Venice. City built on a lake. Got flooded. Well, it's not on a lake. It's in a lagoon. In a lagoon, yeah. yeah. But uh, the worst flooding, uh, apparently, according to some reports... Worst flooding Venice has ever had. 80% of the city was underwater, I think. Yeah, something already like that. was, wasn't it? But anyway, well, yeah. 80% of the city that isn't deliberately underwater was underwater. And there's two really salient points come out of that hole. Point number one. Sorry, yeah, sorry. I'll put my fingers down. There are two really salient points come out of that hole. The mayor of Venice was like, this is climate change. And all the commentary was saying, this is climate change, climate change, unusual thing, climate change. Again, you can't say for sure, but, you know. Worse than first. What's the risk? What's the risk of going? This is climate change. Right. Like it's, well, it's such a weird conversation to have, isn't it? Well, I suppose the risk is only uh, that you'll say a thing. You'll say a thing is climate change that isn't climate change, and then like some scientists will come out and say no, it's not climate change, and then the people out there who go, ah, oh, see, climate change 
conspiracy cooked up by lizards uh, will say. So like, yeah, you want to be pretty sure you're not just making it up. Anyway, uh, as discussed, probably is down to climate change a bit. But then also, and so the mayor's going, oh, it's climate change is terrible. It, implication, not my fault, right? And then a load mm. of other people, point two, said, yeah, you know that major flood defence system that you were going to build and where there's been very large corruption <laughs> and very large delays and it hasn't got built and that is your fault? Very large amounts of absolutely nothing being done. Yeah, that bit's your fault. <laughs> and that's the bit that would have stopped us swimming to work <laughs> even more than we usually do. Yeah. And this is the, this is the point, yeah, right, yeah. is that, like, it, it can simultaneously be true that climate change is going to make flooding happen more, particularly if you build on floodplains, right? Or particularly if you are, for example, a Venice, right? Yeah. Um, so it can simultaneously be true that climate change is a thing, whilst also going, yeah, therefore we need to spend a lot more money on stopping it, knackering all our stuff up, mm. or put a lot of beavers everywhere. You don't <laughs> have to just be like, you know, build concrete walls and stuff. And this is the point. I'd like this is here. This is coming. <laughs> I'd like to see tourists getting off the train at, uh, at Venice Station, hopping onto the Grand Canal. Like, right, a uh, bit of a bumpy ride this one. We've got a big beaver dam to uh, to negotiate, and um, yeah, don't don't put your little uh, oar in too much because they'll have that and they'll put that in their big beaver dam. Anyway, enjoy the ride. Do you know what Venice is also not ideal for? What? Sitting down. You're not allowed to sit down. You're not allowed to yep. sit down in Venice? Yep. Who uh, says? Yeah, uh, Telegraph article from really? a year yeah. ago. I the, guarantee you they don't ban you sitting down. The mayor of Venice has suggested banning people from sitting down in undesignated parts of the city what? as part of an ongoing campaign to control tourist behaviour. What? Yep. If it goes through, tourists who break the rules could be stopped by officials and face a fine of between fifty pounds and five. No, sorry, euros. Fifty euros and five hundred euros. Uh, Why don't they just? They're already banned from sitting down in certain parts of Venice, such as the uh, such as St Mark's Square and on the sit- steps of the Rialto Bridge. You can't sit down. And it's, <laughs> this is all part of the council's hashtag Enjoy Respect Venetia campaign. You're not going to enjoy it if you can't sit down. Picnics. That's what I saw. Yeah, it prohibits picnics. I, I've definitely read a thing recently about a British couple who were fined. I think they may have even been chucked in prison for having a picnic in Venice. Can't do it. So to be honest, f- you Venice. It's a nicer place. I shut up for your face. Manifesto babble of the week. Right, here we are again then. This. This again this. Again, <sighs> done this a few times, haven't we? This again. <laughs> 2015? Uh, done. 2017? Oh, done. 2019? Done. Not yet. About to be done. As long as the babble has been going there, have been elections. Uh, oh, God, is it our fault? It's our fault. We've come along at a curious and interesting time. <laughs> but, oh, yes. As long as the babble has been going, things have not always been very good on the manifesto department. For example, this. And now, in this year's 2015 Conservative Manifesto, he said this. We are going to halt the spread of subsidised onshore wind farms. Hmm, good. Thing is, in the next bullet, 
right next to it, right underneath, he said this. Meet our climate change commitments, cutting carbon emissions as cheaply as possible to save you money. Ah. Uh, but, so at the time of recording, we are recording this on Thursday the 21st. So at the time of recording, your Tories have not brought out their manifesto yet, right? So we're not deliberately leaving them out, it's just we had to comment on what was going on. If you want more about the Tories, go back and listen to our last episode where we banged on about them for a whole episode, right? Talk to one. Talk to Gave an them actual Tory. So now we're going to talk about everyone else. And like, there's some amazing stuff in these manifestos yep. that is just amazing. Like... We could, I mean... Well, I'll tell you what is amazing. What? The Labour Party's manifesto... Yes. ...begins with and prioritises the climate emergency. Right, it, that is... The, the thing. The thing it is ah. going in on. That, that's number one thing. And it is really not very long ago that you and I, yep. for our jobs, would go... Right. Excuse me, um... Isn't it? Uh, recycle press release from previous 10 years. Yeah. Uh, isn't it outrageous that none of the political parties, uh, including, you know, the major opposition party, in this case Labour, are even bothering to mention climate. It's just an afterthought. You know, yeah. this is the most important th- issue ever. Blah, 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 blah. Now, they agree. Yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's throughout the whole manifesto. This is the thing and you know they're coupling it with jobs they're saying you know we want a big green industrial revolution fine think of that what you like but it's everywhere and there are loads and loads of policies and it's i think we just take a moment to go well that is good so a labor government will ensure the big oil and gas corporations that profit from heating up our planet will shoulder the burden and pay their fair share through a just Transition Basically, I'm not going to reel them all off. We'll be here for ages. You, but you live down manifesto, massive on the green, right? SNP, Scottish, manifesto. <laughs> That's all going on about the green stuff as well. And you know who else it's is going on about... It's a specific Scottish accent. It's, it's like a sort of auntie. <laughs> um, and, and, of course, the Green Party, not wanting to be outdone. Kind of feel that, done. <laughs> feel that they have to say something about climate change as well. It must be a tough time to be a Green Party at the moment. Oh, yeah. That's what I keep thinking. What well, are you going to say? They are, they, are, they are disadvantaged by the electoral system. Yes. Right. We know that in first past the post, uh, yeah. generally you have two parties hoovering up all of the seats, even though lots of other people are voting for lots of other parties, right? Mm. So it's hard. Yeah. Uh, Stick with us for more exciting electoral reform. No, chart. no, I've got, I've got plenty of this. Yeah. Uh, it's like 2011 all over again. Mm. The uh, friend of the babble, James Murray, made a point the other day when the Green Party brought out their manifesto saying, what is the point? What is the point of this? Well, I'll tell you what the point, he said is that for years they've always kind of been right at the very, very limits of kind of radical policies and have shifted that thing called, Dave? The Overton window hole. No, you don't get to klaxon me for Overton window. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. The what, sorry? The Overton window... You're just going to klaxon me all the time. No, 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 that's it, I'm done. But explain to the listeners what the the Overton window... Give me the klaxon. No, okay. There you go. Explain. Hands off the klaxon. Overton window is a thing which is your permitted area of debate. It's the things you're allowed to say, right? So imagine... Sort of unwritten rules, yeah? 
kind of. It's, it's, imagine a literal window looking out onto, onto a garden, right? And that defines basically how much of the garden you know about, unless you actually you know, go out into the garden. But it's basically like that's the bit you can see. That's the, all, of the, all of the possible thoughts you can have about what's in that garden are constrained by what you can see out that window. If the window moves in a particular direction, you might see... The croquet a, lawn. A, the croquet lawn. Or it might, you might see the poor, starving, homeless person who's uh, living on your... You see what I'm doing or, with or the politics? some of your staff. Right. Yeah, so yeah. basically, like, the Overton Win... You said you weren't going to. The Overton window is a way of talking about moving either to the right or the left the things you're allowed to express. An example of the ways in which it has moved is five years ago, indeed more recently than that, Everyone was too scared to say they would spend money on stuff. Which was so annoying. Yes. Like, let's not pretend that everyone was like, oh, yeah, no, fair enough. I can see why you can never spend anything. Lots and lots of people were going, this is stupid. Like, obviously, we have to spend money on stuff, not least trying to save the planet. But that was not what the political debate allowed. It It wasn't allowed. It was erased, you know, all of the magic money tree stuff. All of that. Oh, all just pathetic and nonsense. And now it's, yeah, 100 billionaire, couple of trillionaire. Oh, yeah. yeah, what, you got 8 billion? Like, you know, like the, as, as someone was pointing out to me today, right, everyone's having a go at Labour saying, oh, you're spending all this money. The Lib Dems are basically promis- promising to spend exactly the same amount of money, pretty really? much. Just like a vast amount of money. <laughs> like, even the Tories. But so- I don't think everyone really is having a go at Labour. Because that's the point, like, you know, particularly the right-wing press, they know that it's even for them, and they're not fearful of hypocrisy usually, but even for them, they can't really no. go after Labour for spending, promising to spend a load of money when the Tories are promising to spend a load of money. They've just gone, oh yeah, austerity's done, uh, it's fine, uh, billions here. <clears throat> well, don't you think we should maybe ask for more than a million dollars? A million dollars isn't exactly a lot of money these days. And it was really, really, we, you know, this has obviously been a theme of babbles throughout this year, but bloody hell how fast this has changed, all. Uh, and I think it's extraordinary. And these parties, here's the thing. These parties would not be doing this if they didn't think there was votes in it, right? And we were talking about this at Sam Hall last week about the Tories, right? The Tories think there is votes in this stuff. Labour think there's votes in this stuff. Lib Dems thinks there's votes in this stuff. They all think there's votes in this stuff, right? The Greens never really cared about that stuff anyway, but they're the ones who are saying, like, no, this is what needs to happen. So everyone's doing it. It's great. So bloody well vote <laughs> is my point. Yes. Right? I've had enough, like, I, I, when originally we were going to do Manifesto Babble of the Week, and I, re- I thought, oh, let's do, let's do what Ol and Dave always do, which is go, oh, politicians, oh, God, they just fought. No. <laughs> Actually, no. <laughs> These are really interesting times, and what you're being asked to choose from is what sort of ambitious climate action you want. Yeah. Right? How ambitious do you want it? Yeah. Bloody well, go and vote. We're, we're not going, going to tell you. We're going to, to transform the entire economy of this country. How would you like that to be done? It's is kind of the question. Yeah, and if you don't vote Which for is that, pretty amazing. If you don't vote for that, you're an ass. Yeah, I don't care who you vote for, but if you sit home and you don't vote, you're an ass. There, said it. Reasons to be cheerful. Now, look, this has been uh, 
I'd say sort of semi-cheery episode so far. Started with some misery about the floods, had some kind of half cheer about the manifestos. Now, unbridled joy because Coldplay are not going to come to a town near you anytime soon. I know. So Coldplay, your band, uh, who, you know, suck. Um, <laughs> Have you always thought that? No, I used to really like them. I, of course I, liked, I did. Of course I, I did. Parachutes. See also Mumford & Sons. Like I've got, yeah, I know. I've got a few skeletons in my closet. But you have to, you're not allowed to say you like Coldplay. So I'm not going to. Particularly not when you play jazz. <laughs> oh, no. No, I know. Anyway, they've said that they're not going to tour. They've got a new album coming out. Got them a lot of coverage, this story about their new album. And mm. they've said that they're not going to... Astonishing, They're it? not going to tour it until they think it can be actively beneficial and carbon neutral uh, to the environment. Uh, that's it, really. And, of course, obviously, everyone's making the same joke, which is, here's a story with all upside, you know, uh, <laughs> basically win-win. And they say that climate action involves winners and losers. Uh, I don't see it like that, I'll because Coldplay is still going to exist. <laughs> um, they're not, it's just we're not outsourcing them. So they are now very much hey. like, well, previously, sometimes Coldplay, we would put them in Argentina or in like France, and that's someone else's Coldplay problem. But all we're doing is totally insuring the Coldplay emissions. Oh, and I thought of it like that. So I was wrong. Coldplay are going to come to a town near you. They're going to be in all of our towns. We've got we have to move for Coldplay. Oh, God. Yeah, they were all yellow. Get in the back of the van! It's the bubble. What won it? Now, no. it's election season, so we're going to make a big claim. We have won the saving... Of lots of animals' lives. Yeah. We have, we have protected probably billions of living creatures. Oh, I saw a thing the other day, Oh, There's this programme on the telly, right? And it's an extraordinary thing where they put people in a jungle and they put, like, wasps and cockroaches and rats and snakes and spiders, like, in their ear holes, and then they make them do pointless tasks. Uh, Are you sure this isn't one of your special internet little... No, it's a real thing. Uh, it's called I'm a Celebrity, the, uh, Get Me Out of Here. And one of the things... Open a new private tab on your VPN <laughs> on the dark web. <laughs> yeah, vegan porn. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> and, and they... Uh, one of the things they do is they eat live insects on this I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. And friend of the babble, Chris Packham, has kicked off about it. He wrote to the rope room, he wrote to the producers, and he said, stop doing that, and they've stopped doing it. Congratulations to I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. A request. Can you please think about no longer abusing animals on your programme? Thank you very much. So you will no longer be having the consumption of live animals, on, uh, like grubs and things like that. You're not talking like eating a cow live or anything like that, but you are talking about live insects and stuff like that, and it won't be happening anymore. But what has then happened, uh, so that's a, that's a bit, we, basically we won that because we did an episode about eating insects back in episode 154 and we talked about how great that is. Hang on, we've lost it, haven't we? <laughs> uh, is, have we won it? Well, they were dead already. Your insects, the ones you ate, were dead. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were killed in order for me to eat them. Yes. I'm not sure we have won this. I don't think we have won this. But then other people have been pointing out that like, this programme still does kill loads and loads of animals. 
uh, just by all the other stuff it does. Like, I will watch this video here. Have a listen to this. One minute gone. Which is the sound of someone with a helmet on their head full of cockroaches putting their hand into a box full of cockroaches and basically slamming things down, as far as I can see, in the process of which squishing loads of cockroaches. Now, you may go, oh, ah, cockroaches, who cares? The point is, cockroaches got feelings too. And as friend of the babble, Chris Packham, was pointing out, like, you've got to start with the change you want to see in the world. You can't go around showing people it's all right to kill some animals just for a laugh, because then before you know where they are, they'll be stamping on a puppy's earlobe just for kicks. And that's not nice. So we've got to start thinking about how we treat animals and the messages we put out to our impressionable young cretins. Oh. <laughs> well, amen to that. Hello, I'm Chris Packham, and you're listening to Sustainer Babble. Well, yes, and that brings me back to Manifesto Chat, because you may remember from uh, <laughs> last season's election, 2017 edition... Uh, Ther- not a great season, though. Not a cracker, <laughs> not a vintage year. Uh, Theresa May, uh, in one of her many... Minor errors of judgment was asked a question about whether or not there would be uh, the re- the restriction on f- hunting foxes would be lifted and yes. toffs would be allowed to go and shoot foxes in the face again. And she said, "Yep." And every- <laughs> go back every- and listen to episode eighty for more on that. Seriously? Yes. Oh God, you're so weird. Uh, everyone, basically everyone, apart from you know thirty members of the Berkshire Hunt, said, "What." Come on! And lots of very young voters were motivated by the idea that the Tories were, in fact, a bunch of fox-hunting bastards. Now, this year, apparently Boris Johnson, no doubt influenced by his partner, who is very animal rights but also influenced by the fact that young people don't like killing things, uh, he has apparently completely ruled out any return to considering removing that ban on fox-hunting. And isn't that an interesting sign of the time? So... Chris Packham telling I'm a celebrity to stop munching on grubs is almost certainly the reason that Boris Johnson is saying to all the other people in the Tory party, you can't go and get a semi by watching foxes be killed. So that is just about it for another edition of Babble. 158 of them in the can now, Dave. Thank you very, very much, Dave, for babbling so splendiferously. Thank you, as ever, to Dickie Moore for the music that begins, ends and intertwinkles this podcast. And thank you to Arthur Stovall for designing our logo, which you can find splashed all over T-shirts, what you can buy on our website at wubblywubblywubbly.sustainababble.fish. And thank you, by the way. If you want to uh, let us know what you thought of the show, you can get in touch with us. You can drop us an email to hello, hello, at sustainababble.fish. You can... F- oh, oh Dave. Uh, you, I thought you'd go gone. over this. Gone. Oh, I thought this was a... What do you do next? You Find tweet, us on Facebook. No, you would send us a tweet. What? Yeah. Send us I a tweet at the... Email, ba- tweet, Facebook. That's email, hello, at sustainababble.fish. Yeah. Tweet at the Babble Wagon. Facebook just search for Sustainable. Smashed it. And if you <laughs> like the slickness of this operation and you mm. wish to contribute to making it even more slick, if you can, if you can possibly imagine such a thing, bung us a couple of quid at www.patreon.com slash sustainable, which will help us do things like buy nice microphones. What I have further broke today. Did you? Yeah, I pulled that thing off. You told uh, me off. Yeah. 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 Great. Right. I'm off to. Um, Vote. That's what I'm off to do. Yes. A bit early, mate. Well, vote hard and vote early, whatever the 
Was it vote off and vote early? Something like that. Vote anyway, early and vote off. Very good. Yes, do go and vote, vote. you bastards. <laughs> Register if you haven't. You've still got time. Right. Yes, good. Bye. Bye. just like to point out a thing in Labour that caught my eye. No, yeah. no, I don't, I don't. That's not what I mean. Although I can tell you some interesting stories no. about that. No, <laughs> no. <laughs>